The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is The Pushover, which you'll figure out here in just a moment. Uh, Everybody showed up. Jay couldn't make it, though. Uh, He's on assignment, but uh, everybody else was here. We had a good time. We enjoy making this show for you, this free podcast for you. And this podcast is free because of our fine sponsors, of course, the Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volt's Comet Connection at 2041 East, 3300 South uh, in Salt Lake City. Celebrate your love of comics and geek culture, collectibles, action figures, and so much more. And uh, so thanks to those guys for making this free podcast possible. Now, we also have a Patreon, but it's easy to find. It's geekshowgotthiscovered.com. We do all kinds of secret stuff and deep dives on there. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if you want to hear our scary movie recommendations, we're going to be putting that up this week because, well, it's the the scariest week of the year, is it? Halloween? Anyway. Uh, we'll have that for you on our Patreon as well, so uh, stand by for that. Now, stay till the end of this episode because uh, we we not only talk about all the stuff that we've been consuming, and there's some good recommendations there, but uh, we also give you our spoiler-free review of Dune. Most of us have seen it, and uh, we'll talk about it at the end of this episode. So, if you were curious, um, spoiler-free, I mean, the book's how old? <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we don't give away much in this uh, because well yeah uh, you'll uh, well anyway stick around I'll let you decide for yourself stick around till the end of the episode and you'll uh, you'll see what we mean alright let's get this going and uh, begin our episode the pushover please to enjoy Welcome to our respective basements, everybody. Hi. How is yeah. everyone? Like he says we're in a basement, and not all of us are in basements. I'm always in a basement, so Rebecca, applies to me. You're in my basement. The basement, Ooh, it, uh, the basement is a state of mind. And it's you're in right the basement here. of my heart. My heart. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant because I was on your screen in your no. basement. No, oh, in my heart, here. right here. Oh. I think gross. No way. It hurts a little. You ever high. drive by houses and wonder like how many houses have people just locked in basements? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I just assume one out of every four. <laughs> it's like meth. T- it's like meth tests. One yeah. out of she, three. One out of four yeah. will have a person locked in the she, basement. She drives around neighborhoods wondering who's locked in basements. She's Rebecca Frost. Everyone. What do we got going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> You're the nosy neighbor, aren't you? I am. Get out of here, Mabel. Abner, I think they have someone locked in the basement. Sorry. Shout out to serial killers trapping people in their basements uh, yes. and giving me entertainment well, for endless, endless podcasts to listen yeah. to. So thank you. But it's not just serial killers, it's perverts, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't forget yeah. about those guys. <laughs> Shannon's over here like, hey, don't forget about perverts. Don't forget about perverts out. There are dozens of us. He's concerned. He's concerned we're going to leave the perverts out. He's Shannon Barnes and everyone. I'm all about representation. He's also also trying to 
get in on Tony and Rebecca's food pervert corner here. Oh. <laughs> Eating that chicken salad croissant, which perverts. <laughs> uh, so I'm old. Yeah. Watch what? too much Family Feud now. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> and uh, two, my friends uh, Ben Raskins and uh, Billy Palmer. That bitch Ben Raskins and uh, Billy Palmer uh, mm-hmm. are running for city council. Oh really? So I mean, I'm old. I used oh, to do yep. stupid shit with those guys. Yep. <laughs> now they're running for city council. I'd highly advise voting for them because they're both great dudes. Okay, good. Lee, you know <laughs> Billy, not right? In the di- whatever Billy not in Palmer? The yeah. yeah. I know Billy Palmer. He knows I Billy s- Palmer. He's Lee George Cade, everybody. Hi. Hey. I, I may have done stupid shit with Billy Palmer, but the fact is I don't remember a large swath of the early 90s. So He was the um, only African-American dude that hung out at the um, Speedway Cafe for a long time. Nice. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, thank you, everybody who's been following along on the YouTube Experiment channel. Uh, it has gone places I never expected it to go. And also, Mandalabra finally took off. It's become a very popular segment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm happy to report that the Grimley's Fiends YouTube channel has now acquired its very first super fan, somebody who lost her ever loving mind while she was watching the videos, which made me a very happy Lee indeed. Aww. So, Aww. Um, that's nice. So yeah, it's cool to see. I am I am now about one sixth of the subscriber and viewer count that I that I need to reach to make partner. So thank you for helping me make this odd, peculiar little dream work. And yes, Tony, it looks like I'm actually going to finish something. Progress. <laughs> oh, we're so proud I love it, of Lee. You. Well done, I was, sir. Well, I was I was talking to Tony and Rebecca about this uh, during the week. Is that it's it's not that I have a short attention span. It's just that I get bored easily. Hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what you talking no, about? No, it's not. It's truly not. They are very different. It's a, a wildly different thing because as long as something has my interest, I will keep doing it. But it's not so that I have a short attention span. I, I have a vast attention span as long as it's interesting. Well, okay. Okay. We'll delineate there, I suppose. He's like agreeing to. He's agreeing to disagree. He's quad T. He's too tall, yeah. Tony. Hey, that's my life. I agree to disagree with everyone. He's just constantly settling. Tony. Yep. That's me, the settler. Uh, check me out on Twitter, at Quad T Tony, uh, where, where, where I'll uh, agree with you, even though I might disagree in my heart. <laughs> or on the Gadget Spot podcast. We're, I'm over Come there, too. Come on over to my fun. channel. I call it the pushover. <laughs> <laughs> Settling with a pushover. That's Ugh. that's my podcast. That's <laughs> my nice. other one. I'm I want to I want to open every one of your shows for you, Rebecca. I'll be like, "Hello, welcome to Rebecca Frost, the pushover." <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a it'll be like a, it belongs on Comedy Central or something. Yeah, it'd be so perfect. Welcome so. Mm-hmm. to the pushover. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> yes, the pushover. Li- Today on the pushover, another serial killer has people locked in their basement. And now, the pushover, Rebecca Frost. Today on wanna... pushover, Tony once again disagrees with me on my opinion on something, but but wraps it up with agree to disagree. Lee, That's, over to uh, you. How about like she didn't want to be here, but she couldn't say no. I'm not the pushover. <laughs> Tony's the pushover. I'm the. 
I claim this title in the that's, name of pushovers everywhere. No, that's the game, is who is the pushover? Who's the pushover? We have to figure oh, it I'm out. Oh, I'm not the pushover. No, hey, no, whatever, no one's, no well, one's whatever, the pushover. I'll tell you what, if I wasn't, if I wasn't agreeing to... If I wasn't agreeing to disagree, I'd have a much rougher time with some people in my family. So, you know, unless unless you want me to be the pushover, then I'm happy well, to be the pushover. Well, we'll decide before we start that's, the game who the pushover is. See, that's something a pushover would say. I guess yeah, if you exactly. want me to be the pushover, I, I can. Only twenty percent of this current panel has somebody locked in their basement. <laughs> it's me. I locked myself in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no. currently locked in his own basement, Mr. Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi everyone! Uh, Monday through Friday, <laughs> Monday through Friday, six to ten x ninety six dot com. You know, I spent most of my youth trying to figure out what Richie Rich, what uh, what Casper the Friendly Ghost looked like, until somebody in my family told me that it was just Richie Rich yeah. as a ghost. Yep. But then Carrie helped me find something out today. Now I know what Booberry looked like before he died. That's what that's me. Look, <laughs> Me. This is what my ghost will look like. Yep. Put your bow tie on and finish the so look. It's the, Come it's on. the three the three stages of Carrie's life as he slowly metamorphoses into Thurston, Th- Thurston Howell the third. That's right. And die and become Booberry. Maybe I'll treat you, and toward the end of this broadcast, I'll put on my Booberry costume and let you see. <laughs> oh. oh my God! Save Glimps that for Patreon. The, oh, it's into the future. I uh, I still have I wore that costume to one of Jimmy's Halloween parties a long time ago, that was and funny. Uh, and everyone said, "Well, how's everyone going to know your booberry?" I said, "Well, I'm holding a box of booberry for God's sake." That's how. <laughs> oh, I, know. I remember this. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's begin here. The big news that everyone is talking about right here in my hand. Everyone is talking about this big news. What? It's so. No. no. It's huge, this news. This what? Is, this is a game how, changer. Did Flash how get huge is even it? newer boots? Nope. <laughs> boots. Ryan, Ryan Gosling as Ken. Hell no. yeah. Opposite Margot Robbie. Ooh, Margot Robbie. I'm tuning in for this movie. I'll as this is, what, this is what we've come to, is it? This, this is the big news. <laughs> Why are you See? surprised? I, that's my big question. Why are you surprised? I, I, Gosling's I a perfect Ken. You know, I, mean, I can't. Be, you know, I can't use this sound effect unless it's huge news. Right. See, I. That's how you know. That's how you know. Oh God, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed. Why? How? Who do you think they should have gone with? What are we disappointed about? Uh, that it's being made. Well. Well, think about this, Shannon. He's then you going gotta to be pissed about every kids movie that's ever made. Yeah, he's uh, he he usually is. Uh, here's the good news, though, Shannon, is that Ryan will have to have his junk sanded down just like Ken. So, <laughs> okay, okay, a de-junking, if you will. Are you happy now? I just no. wonder how long it took them to find the two leads in Hollywood without nipples. Yeah. <laughs> well, Margot Robbie, her production company's making it, so she already yes. was like, "I'm already." Well, and they apparently offered him the job a long time ago, and he wanted to do it, but then COVID. And so all this shuffling of schedules and everything, and now he's freed up and can do it again. So there you go. Well, COVID, you mean that thing that got rid of Why the Last Man? (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. Lee! (laughs) We'll get Uh, to that. The the big question is who's playing Skipper? (laughs) The Olsen twins. 
I was gonna say a, I was gonna say an Olsen twin. Wow, that's creepy. You can get out of my head, Rebecca. <laughs> We're the pushovers. Yep. Aren't they like? Aren't they like in their forties? Doesn't matter. No, yeah, they're as old as I am. I think they're as old as I am. I'll find out. Oh, this is, yeah, you could cast Billie Eilish easily. Um, yeah. and uh, they're starting to look like uh, gelflings. Well, they've always oh, been... they they are thirty five years old, so I'm they actually are. still younger than they are. Well, how come the oh. one looks like a grandma then? She's because been dating grandpas as well. Just constant chain smoking <laughs> and drinking. Yeah, yeah, chain smoking will do that to you. That's it why will. I look yeah. like a grandma. That's right. Uh, anyway, so the other big news that we got this week was all the movies have been pushed back. Like, all of yep. them. All mm -hmm. of them. All mm -hmm. of them. Uh, well, in the, in the Disney uh, uh, world, uh, they have pushed back the Black Panther sequel mm. from July to November 11th, 2022. These are all 2022, what's I it, believe. What's the name of that sequel? Is it, hey, where's Black Panther? <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, uh, is now May 6th. So that's actually a better date for it than March 25th. Mm. Um, and uh, Thor will now open July 8th instead of May 6th. It's, that's it's, a fantastic birthday present for my wife. Absolutely. and um, also, Yeah, also shout out to everyone who was like, R.I.P. Rebecca's spreadsheet. <laughs> Uh, the Marvels has moved from uh, November 11th to February 17th of 2023, which bumps Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania to July 28th, 2023. Uh, but then the other thing that, because of all this, uh, Disney has also pushed back the Indiana Jones movie <laughs> Dang it. By, by a year. He's going to die before this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, well, they'll, they'll, just, <laughs> see, they'll, they'll show it at his funeral. That's the yeah. bet. So I want all of us to place our bets right now. Okay, because the, the Indiana Jones movie will be June 30th, 2023. Let's all place our bets right now. Will he be alive or dead in time to see his movie? Dead. I, don't think, I, th I think he'll, he'll be gonna, alive. He'll he's be only alive. 79 he's, years old. He's he'll too curmudgeonly 80. to die in the next couple years. He'll be 80 or 81 when the movie comes out. I mean, Callista's can... 56. Can you believe that? She looks like an Olsen twin. She's the lost <laughs> no. Olsen twin. If rich people can send William Shatner to space, we can keep uh, Harrison Ford alive it long enough to, to, keep, we, uh, to see his, his next movie. If we can just keep Harrison away from an airplane, then it'll be... Or nice. anything. Or anything, really. <laughs> just keep him... You know, wrap him in plastic or something. Ooh, ooh you know what I wish the title for the Black Panther sequel was? What? Black Panther 2, The Search for T'Challa's Gold. Ooh. You know, I, I hear they're City making Slickers a... City Slickers reference. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're making a kid's show about Harrison Ford and planes, and uh, his catchphrase is, I could land it! <laughs> Oops! I thought his catchphrase Oops. was, Get off my plane. Oops! I, I landed again! Oh. Harrison Ford, can he land it? Harrison yes, I Ford, maybe yes, can. he can. Uh, oh, God, I belong I in a museum. <laughs> all I, all I need is a freeway or a municipal park. I keep getting distracted by my earring. Ah. Bad choice, Harrison. That earring's a bad choice. All right. Oh, let him live. He's yeah. old and wild. Okay. Such a pushover. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he's he's a crazy man with that earring stud. Yeah, he's uh, he's really he's wow. wacky. Well, well, wait, uh, Clista, which I, ear do I which ear do I pierce so people don't think I'm gay? <laughs> I hear you all, but I agree to disagree. Doesn't uh, this uh, doesn't this earring make me look uh, you know a little threatening? Huh? Oh, uh, <laughs> makes huh? me look, look like, tough. Right? I look tough. like a a pirate, don't I? Told me I'd take it out for Indiana Jones Five. Oh, was I said no. Historically accurate. Does this uh, this hearing is this going to scare your parents, Callista? Huh? Yeah, I'll show them. <laughs> You're Maybe older if I than my, my parents. Ears, they'll stop putting me in Star Wars movies. <laughs> All right, they're already uh, scared of you. You're older than them. <laughs> and then the other uh, big news that we got uh, just happened broke late last night. Uh, we mm-hmm. learned that uh, Hayden Christensen. Is uh, well, he's he. I mean, we knew he was going to be in the Obi Wan TV series, um, but now we know that he's going to be in the Ahsoka Tano uh, TV series with my girlfriend Rosario Dawson. Who's he going to play? <laughs> An adult Grogu. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Blaga 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 blaga. He's playing a tauntaun. Blaga 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 blaga. He's, he's thrilled to be playing a tauntaun because he really hates sand. Anyway, right. um, <laughs> he's. Uh, it does not say whether it'll be in flashbacks or he's a force, force ghost. ghost. Oh, force doesn't ghost. say okay. because right. this show. Well, I mean, when we saw Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, so. Right. We're just I assuming. If we like flashbacks. I don't know. Finding out if Force Ghosts age. Yeah, we uh, we're just oh. assuming that it's going to take place in the same timeline. It might yeah. not. Mm. Who cares? I'm just so happy he's yeah. there. He's so excited. Holy cow! <laughs> this show could be about anything. This show <laughs> could be about Ahsoka and Hayden Christensen, Vader going to like CVS, and I would still like watch, a road you know? trip. Like a road like a trip, road trip body road trip movie. <laughs> on the way in, they make bets on how long their receipt's going to be for two items. <laughs> so, uh, I would like, uh, I would like Darth Maul to be in this. Frankly, yeah. I, I like five, five five years after Jedi. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Five, five mm. years before New Hope. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But he got Obi Wan. He can go anywhere. They could. That's do right. It. That's Half right. Obi can do whatever they want. Obi Wan, no, Obi Wan killed him. That's right. Obi Wan, Obi Wan Sawad him in the middle of the Tatooine desert. That's right. I, that's right. I forgot. My prediction is that he will be a vat-grown clone of Anakin Skywalker. That Darth, uh, not Plagueis. Who's the other one? Uh, that was, Sidious. Uh, yep. Right. Darth cloned. Yeah, Darth. Darth Sidious cloned in case Vader ever turned on him, and mm. he escaped and started making his own way in the galaxy. And mm. that's Ray's mom. And exactly, he is Ray's <laughs> mom. <laughs> uh, let's start a rumor. <laughs> you heard it, it here works, first. It works for so many of uh, these clickbait sites out there yeah. that I see all the Jesus. time. You know, I just what say was- reported, reportedly. That's all Departedly. you need. Yeah. Yep. Well, I love that uh, James Gunn just out and out said, you know, because some fan awesome. site was 
casting Moonstar. Moonstone? Moonstone. Oh, Moonstone. I do love that he does that. He just immediately yeah. retweets and he's like, no. False. False. You know? All caps. I just, I love that. I just love that. And that, and those are the sites you, you need to stay away from. All right. Uh, unlike us here at Geek Show, where our rumors, we, we tell you that they're rumors before we. Right. We'll tell you flat out we're making shit up. Exactly. Rumor has mm-hmm. it John Mulaney and Olivia Munn broke up, reportedly. What a mess. Whoa. Reportedly. <laughs> right into her second trimester. <laughs> hey, oh. that's, that's embarrassing. That's uh, not so. I'll tell you ah, what. Moon Dragon, Ryan Riches. Uh, Corrected us. The draft that it was for Moon, Moon Dragon Dragons. was the room rumor. Thanks, Ryan. Also, Thank you know, canonic- Moon Dragon. canonically, Drax's daughter. That's Aww. true. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and that. She's going to bring him. You're going to know it's her because she's going to walk up to him and she's going to say, The last thing I remember before I was brutally murdered and came back to life was seeing my father play his Draxmophone. His Draxamophone. Look it up, folks. It's real. Yep. It's, and then, it's canon. And then she's she's going to hand him this like cool fucking saxophone, and he's going to be like, oh, man, I still believe. I still can't be seen. Right. Oh, he won't be holding still when he has his Draxamophone back. Oh. Right, so Ryan Riches is also asking if John Mulaney relapsed. And no, here's what I think happened. John Mulaney, Pete Davidson, body switched. They freaky Friday. And that's why like Pete Davidson's doing all these rom-coms now. And John Mulaney's like going off and hooking up and knocking up Olivia Munn and just like leaving his Wait, wife and all this. Did they really break up? Yeah, now or I'm confused. That's the rumor. Oh, jeez. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, oh, you know what But nobody about- asked if they nobody asked me if they really freaky Friday'd. You know, you did know, they, confuses did they me really about... freaky Friday? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nothing, it. nothing would surprise me anymore. I just got yeah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> what was yeah, that, Lee? Yeah. Well, what confuses me about Pete Davidson doing rom coms? Because he's like this generation's Barney Fife. He's he's the Don Knotts of 2022. So you didn't see Don Knotts doing rom coms in the 60s. You didn't see him doing like wacky sex comedies with uh, with uh, uh, Felix he, Unger. He was the romantic lead in Mr. Limpet. Yeah. <laughs> he got the That's girl. Right. Freaky but Friday. Let's make a list got... of all the celebrities we think of Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. We'll um, be here all day. Mick Jagger and Don Knotts. They're the same person. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. And that's why Don Knotts had to fake his own death. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Think about it. Follow the money. Right. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going let's, on? Let's reboot here. After, After these, these messages, we'll be right back. This month, Dr. Volts and the Nerd Store have an amazing signing event planned. Celebrating the Dark Horse release of The House, they have writer Philip Savy, artist Drew Zucker. Joining them is David M. Boer, the writer of the smash hit Canso, also drawn by Drew Zucker. They'll have limited, exclusive, and graphic novels on hand so you can get something special signed. That's Friday, October 29th at the Nerd Store from 5 to 7 p.m. and Saturday, October 30th at Dr. Volts from 4 to 6 p.m. New comics hit the store on Wednesday. Celebrate your love of comics, geek culture, collectibles, action figures, and so much more. The Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volts at 2041 East 3300 South in Salt Lake. And we're back. Okay, let's see. All right, you brought up Why the Last Man. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Rebecca's this, show got canceled. This is, oh, Rebecca loved wow. this show. My wife loves this show. I'm obsessed with this 
this show. Yeah, my, well, wife, it was okay. yeah. my was wife was good. digging this show. I thought it was pretty good, too. I, I now get to officially invite Rebecca to my Discord channel called Comic Book Adaptations that got canceled right into their first season. <laughs> so you can talk about Why the Last Man. I'll talk about... You know, Deadly don't class. cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Or what yeah, the hell? Oh, that, that old. They that took old our gym. good shows away. They I'm did. mad. Uh, well, here's the thing: is that uh, right after? I mean, this was last week uh, that it was announced that it was canceled, and right after that, the uh, showrunner, uh, let's see, Eliza Clark. Eliza Clark, thank you. Uh, put put out on her social medias a really lengthful, uh, lengthy, thoughtful statement. Uh, but she says that they are committed to finding why it's next home. Uh, God, I so hope so. There's that. But then they started revealing the real reason that it got canceled, and it's it's kind of it's so boring. It's almost sad. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's not that people were watching it. It was doing fine. It's just essentially scheduling. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it it's not even that. that it's not reason. even that. It's it's because it, it's been expensive, and because uh, this show has been in production hell for like ten years, yeah. And now it's finally made, but then COVID fucking happened and delayed it even further. And mm -hmm. so the network had until I think October fifteenth to be like, hey, do we still want to roll with this or not? And they were like, yeah. no, we've already spent so much money, we can't risk spending more money in case of more delays. The yeah. way it was explained to me is that all the contract options were up and the show hadn't been on long enough for them to be able to report to advertisers whether or not there had been a return yeah. on investment. So they just yeah. flat out said, we can't guarantee to advertisers yeah. whether or not there's a hit here or yeah. whether it's even worth advertising on. So we're just going to pull the plug because it's too expensive to, to re-option. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was October 15th was all the actors, well, most of the actors' contracts were up. Mm -hmm. and, and they'd already uh, done yeah. one extension, I think I read too. Yeah, they, they did extended at one time. Yeah, at least one, yeah. and so it was basically a, you know, crapper get off the pot situation. To say I'm devastated like, well, would be an understatement. Well, I think they're gonna they're gonna run the rest of the episodes. So yeah, the next two it. episodes. Thanks, you know heaps what, Hulu. Yeah, you know what I hate though is I've watched everything up until this point, but knowing that it's not coming back. I almost it, have it no desire to keep watching it. You know what I mean? I was I was telling actually you and Rebecca and I were talking about that earlier this week, and Rebecca was like, "You could still watch it." I'm like, "I have no, I know, there, I know the graphic novel so good. I don't want to get invested in something that I know won't ever finish. It's just gonna, so, yeah. But like, it's fun to like, it, even though it won't finish, mm -hmm. like, it's still fun to watch and see what they yeah. did. That's yeah, why. I mean, that's I, why I've been wrong. watching it. You're, you're not the wrong. same way about pornography. I, I think, well, <laughs> that you just lines. skip through to the good parts. Uh, I think <laughs> the in Why the Last Man, uh, are you watching porn on a TV with a remote, Carrie? Sure. <laughs> hey, he's got a big TV. Might Listen, as well take I, advantage. I still have it on VHS. I've never upgraded. I, uh... um, it's okay. I still have my... my um, good old 240p Avengers, resolution VHS. Avengers versus X-Men porn parody. There wow. it is. Um, <laughs> on well, disc think, right there. I wonder if I've yeah. still got my copy of I Cream of Genie anywhere. Jesus. <laughs> I wonder uh, if I still I have my copy of Splatman anywhere. I I would like to pause it on the yes. record. I think the ast if you've read Why the Last Man, uh, the astronauts, there's a male astronauts in space. Um, I kind of think they're going to introduce the astronauts in the, f in the finale. In the final? You think so? Oh. I think I, if so. I if I remember correctly, I mean, it was like halfway through the graphic novel run when they finally got to the astronauts, wasn't it? It was, 
It was yeah, a but ways I think, in but there. I think they need a hook, and I think introducing the astronauts in It'd the finale is a good way to sure. be, to get people like hooked. This, to what, uh, what happens next? The last ep- right. the last episode I watched was uh, I thought quite good. It was uh, the origin of the woman who is in charge of the Costco. Yeah, uh, she's nuts. She's a it's she's a mega cult leader and yeah. it's phenomenal. Uh, I was <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, you know what? Honestly, in this circumstance, if I Rebecca Frost were in this circumstance where all the men were to just die, and I came across a Costco and a crazy cult leader and a cult all about women and being female positive, I would probably join that cult, honestly. Mm-hmm. I uh, would join can, that cult. You could see, well, you weren't invited. Uh, oh, you dang can, it. You You're can see definitely where. not invited. <laughs> I'll cut off one of my man yeah. tits. But uh, <laughs> but I thought I thought that that episode and especially that actress and she's done comedy uh, a lot. Missy Pyle, baby. <laughs> Missy Pyle, yeah. thank you. Yeah. She was really good in that. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyway, all right. Sad to see why the last man go. Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, uh, and uh, because Shannon asked earlier, uh, the uh, the DC's Arrowverse crossover is happening. Um, I, I never asked that. You oh, asked about the, the Flash. How are the boots? He'll be wearing his new boots in this. Oh, uh, I guess. I guess uh, I'm in. It's Get on November, your boots, as Bono says. Yeah, it's November 16th. November uh-huh. 16th, it's uh, the five-episode Armageddon crossover. Uh huh. Oh, you know uh, what Shannon says about that? I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the uh, extraterrestrial villain Despero is here, and he's killing everyone oh. on Earth. And so Despero, huh? Despero's pretty cool. Despero's cool. So they're gonna do a watered down version of Despero. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna... I bet. <laughs> I, I bet he won't be as cool as Shade or uh, Eclipso. There's no way. Well, no now, way. see, here's the bad. Here's the bad news for you, though. None of the uh, Star Girl cast is included in the crossover. Of course. Well, then fuck it. You're getting so your. Who, uh, yeah, who have they they're got? Bringing, Are... They're bringing back uh, Brandon Routh as the Atom. Okay. They're bringing him back. Uh, Black Lightning is coming back. Um, okay. Batwoman will be there. Um, oh, oh boy. Mia Smoke and her Green Arrow togs. Uh, oh, our girlfriend uh, from Supergirl, the Sentinel, Kyler Lee, uh, Shannon. Uh, and uh, Ryan Choi, who returns, uh, he's from... supposed to be the new Adam, isn't he? Hi. Is he? He yeah. was in, he he was in Crisis and then just disappeared, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know who he is, but he'll probably, you know, maybe there'll be a, ha- a handing over of the Adam suit from Brandon so, Routh to. So not even like not even Supergirls in it. Yeah. Where's uh, or Superman? Nope. Or Superman? Tyler Hoechlin? Nothing. Or well, Psycho gonna... Pirate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking. I'm not gonna watch this. Uh, this is like the the B listers of the B listers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, reverse Flash will be there. Eobard oh. Thawne. Oh. Which and, version? Uh, uh, <laughs> the Tom Cavanaugh and oh, okay. uh, Damian Dark, Neil McDonough. I love those him. are the only two characters that I really liked out of all of those that you just said. Well, I Brandon think, Routh's Adam is pretty cool. Cap- I think uh, Neil McDonough is one of the saddest things that wasn't made into a regular thing in the Marvel DC in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, he should have been dumb 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 dugan. Yeah, cuz he he had he had the first Captain America movie and then one cameo on Agent Carter. And That's right. Yeah. I if they had just done a, a Howling Mad Commandos miniseries. I would watch that. If you're I listening, think... Disney Plus, I will be an executive <laughs> producer. I have $44.98. Yeah, I well, no, McDonald's 
Neil McDonough coffee. is just good in everything he's ever been well, in. That's what I was going to say. They, they should have given him, They should have yeah. given him a better a better role than Dum Dum Dugan. He should have been something that could be a recurring character in the Marvel Universe. Dum Dum Dugan is barely even a recurring character in the comic books. I mean, mm. shut your face, you <laughs> whore. Speak nothing but the truth here, Lee. Oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, well, while we're on the subject of <laughs> CW superhero shows, I've got the uh, Ruby Rose finally speaks. Oh, this who is fucking cares? weird. Listen, I kind of think everybody this. sucks here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm like, yeah. I, I read through this and I'm like, okay, there needs to be an investigation done for sure. Yeah, but I think so. This but... seems like a, a lot that slipped under the radar. All of this slipped under the radar? Well, I was going to wow. say, she, she was silent. She just, and she parted as she put it amicably at first, you know, she yeah. just, I'm done with the show. And now here it is sometime later and she's... Uh, maybe her non-compete or whatever it is is over, her contract. But uh, she posted on Instagram. She's called out showrunner Caroline Drees and Berlanti Productions. Enough is enough. I'm going to tell the whole world what really happened on that set. Uh, former Warner Brothers Television Group chairman Peter Roth, you are first up. You are chapter one. Not sure if you left after getting promoted. Welcome to, to your tape. Yeah, promoted to the highest position because you couldn't stop making young young women steam your pants around your crotch while you were still wearing said pants. Wow! Or if you what? left after putting a private investigator on me who you fired as soon as the report didn't fit your narrative. Either way, when it comes to you, there's already an ar army waiting for you. Uh, she then wrote, uh, to everyone who said I was too stiff on Batwoman, imagine going back to work 10 days after this. 10 days, because she showed her neck injury scar or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, the whole cast and crew would be fired, and I'd let, it says, or the whole cast and crew would be fired, and I'd let everyone down because Peter Roth said he wouldn't recast, and I just lost the studio millions by getting injured on the set. That is to be the one who cost so many people their jobs. Anyway, it's a long... See, I, I, I read through the whole thing. And yeah, she, she says she up, didn't quit. Well, up until the part where she said she uh, one of the cast members watched a stuntman's face get melted off from third-degree burns. Somebody I was died. Like, I like, was like... A, a stunt person was paralyzed, and I think somebody died. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. was that ever reported up until yeah. this point? That's what I mean. Like, how, how could this production have gone on with that kind of stuff happening? I don't care how big your studio is. You're not going to be able to sweep that under the rug. With no I think it happens a lot more than we think. You think yeah. so? That yeah, extreme? Uh -huh. Third degree burns oh, yeah. over their look whole at, body? Take a look, at, take a look wow. at the Alec Baldwin movie. Like, yeah. like literally Holy days before shit. this whole thing, uh, like, ha like the crew walked off set because of the unsafe conditions. Like, I think this happens. And that, that's why the whole IATSE strike was supposed to happen and before they like struck a deal or whatever. It's because I think the, this happens a lot well, more than that, we know. And that's mm -hmm. what I was saying. There definitely needs to be an investigation done, if you ask me, because these are some serious, serious allegations. You know, yeah. I mean, someone needs to be held accountable for the stuff. It and happened. it's it's such it's this long <laughs> screed where she names names and and mm -hmm. talks about incidents. There were a lot of them, and then she closes with uh, Do Gray Scott. Uh, she you know, and that was uh, her dad on the show. Uh, Do Gray Scott hurt a female stunt double. He yelled like a little bitch at women and was a nightmare. He left when he wanted and arrived when he wanted. He abused women and in turn, as a lead of the show, I sent an email out asking for a no yelling policy that they declined. Mm. And he has even Jeez. left the show now. So, Well, so then after her whole thing, 
this guy, the guy who later dad and some other guy on the show both came out and were like, yeah. She was mean. She was mean and she showed up late and she didn't know oh, her lines. And she, yeah. But she even said, she's like, of course I didn't fucking know my lines. I had a fucking neck injury. And I was like, <laughs> probably whacked out on meds. Yeah. And so like, honestly, because, and this is based off nothing. I personally get a bad vibe from Ruby Rose. Mm. I don't know her and I could totally be wrong. But personally, I kind of think that everybody sucks here and they're think, not like I a think right I, side or a wrong side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I that agree. takes pretty accurate. Yeah. As far yeah. as your whole thing about this stuff happening all the time, I, I have a personal anecdote. When I was 16, I was working at a Burger King, <laughs> and they had me working with an electrician doing union electrical work. I was not a union member. I was 16 years old. I was underage. And a piece of uh, flax, it's a, it's a wire that they wrap around electrical wire, snapped off and slashed me across the face. I still have the scar to this day. And they had so many lawyers in that Burger King. Mm. And they had my parents in that Burger King within 15 minutes because I was a minor doing, again, union work. And they rushed my parents so fast to basically sign a, they weren't responsible for this. It wasn't their fault. They basically signed it all away. And my parents were like, oh, shit, we got to get our kid to the hospital to get this checked out. Mm -hmm. So fast, so quick. That when the dust finally settled and my parents realized, oh, shit, we could have sued this company for hundreds of thousands of dollars. We, for We for could be the Burger Kings. For criminal <laughs> negligence, basically. For criminal yeah. negligence. Oh, yeah. And, but that was the whole thing is it was like in and out so quick. So I guarantee you anything, anytime anything like this. The thing with the Baldwin set, that wasn't the first live round that had been fired. Yeah. Because it, it, was a non, it was a non-union guy, too. Yeah, like oh. because a bunch of union people had walked off set, so they quickly hired non-union members to come do yeah. union people work. Well, and yeah. and I I hate going back to James Gunn, but he uh, he wrote he about, about that as it, well. Yeah, he he said Twitter. that that there's a lot of times he says you you know on a movie set you have to have a union this, you have to have a union this, you have to have a union this. But you know we're iffy on the effects guys sometimes. We're not really you know, hard about it. If, if we can't afford an effects guy that's union because they are more expensive, then eh, yep. we can, we can, you know, skimp, scrimp and save and have somebody else. And he says, it's all he, about the bottom line, the almighty I, dollar. I, I'm sure he saw a lot of that at trauma. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But we, he says, we have he, that. he says he doesn't do it anymore, but uh, we have that in every line of work though. I mean, you look oh, at yeah. the, uh, you look at the mental health industry right now has not actually been a union profession for 25, 30 years because they yeah. basically said during the Reagan years, Hey, you know what? We can go ahead and just basically take this away from state and federal government and make it a private industry, and private mm -hmm. industry can regulate how it works. So you have, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's just amazing how and they underpay people and yeah, yeah it should be union work. No, Reagan I mean, uh, Reagan is the guy who started demonizing unions when he fired the uh, air traffic, traffic controllers. controllers. But uh, but then after that, it became a Republican Party thing. Oh, you don't want unions. Right. Well, no, you do. Take a look around, it's, and this is a perfect example of why you need unions. Yep. I, I know one. I know one guy who uh, is part of a union. I'm sure he's pretty tickled with it, considering the shit show that's been going on for the last few years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you'd think I would be, but they don't do shit. Yeah. No, they've been. <laughs> nope. Their 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 power has been greatly reduced. I know. Well, that's the thing is that uh, the 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 state legislature has gone out of their way to defang your unions. Oh, so. they hate us. They hate yeah. us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see a couple of other things, then we'll take a break and come back. Uh, I did not know this because uh, we were talking about Hellraiser last week. 
I, you know, I, I kept thinking this was the same production, but apparently there's two Hellraiser projects going on. What? Yeah. Really? One is a TV oh, it's like, series. It's like oh, okay. how there was that movie, No Strings Attached, and then there was that other movie, Friends with Benefits, that came out around the exact same time. <laughs> Deep Impact versus Armageddon. Yeah, I yeah, did exactly. not. I did not know this. David Gordon Green talks about his Hellraiser TV series uh, competing with David Bruckner's upcoming film. He says it's going to be fascinating because it's a different platform, different concept, different creators, but the same properties. I'm not sure where that ends up and how that goes, but I'm very curious. It's a fun cultural experiment uh, to think that there's a crew with a concept for a series and a crew with a concept for a movie taking on the same mythology. I don't know. Does it become like Deep, deep Impact and Armageddon, he says in the story? Hey. Ah, ah, I knew, Good I work, knew it. Tony. But not, but Thank not you. my friends with benefits and no strings attached reference. Uh, get that trash out of here. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> One of them is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and before we go to break, uh, we've got to raise a couple of glasses here. A couple of, uh-oh, uh-oh. Raise a couple of them here. You ready? <clears throat> what do we got? No. Mm. We will start with um, Peter Scolari. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, yeah. Buzz and Buddies? Here's, and here's buddies. what I want to know. Why is nobody ever in any of these articles mentioning his time as Wayne Zielinski in the TV adaptation of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? The one oh, that I read did. The one in the Hollywood Reporter mentioned it. So. I, I loved that show Reporter. when I was little. I thought it was great. <laughs> Uh, he was, uh, of course, uh, Bosom Buddies was where we first got a look at him in drag with Tom Hanks. And uh, he he did a lot of work. He did a lot of work. He was, he was uh, in a lot of shit, yeah. A lot of shit. A lot of plays and TV shows and movies. And he was uh, he was in that uh, HBO show Girls as Lena Dunham's dad. Uh, and oh, he was, yeah. He was quite good in that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Girls. I'm, <laughs> I'm Lena Dunham's dad. That was the last time I saw him. But, uh, and then the other one we need to raise a glass for, and uh, I don't... We may have met him, Shannon. Uh, Chris Ayers. He did a lot of anime voice work, but he is best remembered as oh, Frieza. Frieza, yeah. Frieza, thank you. Frieza. Uh, Dragon Frieza. Ball Z. I don't think we did not ever meet that guy. We didn't meet this guy? I don't think so. But uh, he, was, uh, he was 56. He was only 56. Uh, he uh, had chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Hmm. Required a du- wow, required a double lung transplant to, uh, transplant to survive. Mm. Both of them? Yeah. That's nuts. No, the same one twice. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ooh, I can't imagine being a voice actor and losing like, your lungs. Yeah. And your lungs so are sucks. gone, man. You know, that's, that mm. sucks so bad. Anyway, but uh, yeah, he did a lot of... Uh, uh, roles: Black Butler, Segua Basara, Claymore, Gantz, Godiner, uh, all of these characters. So, if you're an anime fan, you may have seen Chris Ayers do his thing. All right, let's. Uh, we're going to find out what y'all are consuming coming up after, after these messages. messages. This month, Dr. Volts and the Nerd Store have an amazing signing event planned. Celebrating the Dark Horse release of The House, they have writer Philip Savy, artist Drew Zucker. Joining them is David M. Boer, the writer of the smash hit Canso, also drawn by Drew Zucker. They'll have limited, exclusive, and graphic novels on hand so you can get something special signed. That's Friday, October 29th at the Nerd Store from 5 to 7 p.m. and Saturday, October 30th at Dr. Volts. 
from 4 to 6 p.m. New comics hit the store on Wednesday. Celebrate your love of comics, geek culture, collectibles, action figures, and so much more. The Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volts at 2041 East 3300 South in Salt Lake. Are you troubled by strange vaccination theories in the middle of the night? Do you worry that the vaccine has changed your DNA? Have you or anyone in your family seen a magnet clinging to a recently vaccinated person? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Mythbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your vaccine-related conspiratorial needs. We're We're ready to inform you! Call Mythbusters 304-804-MYTH. That's 304-804-MYTH. And we're back. Okay. Uh, Finally this, and then we'll... Shannon. Jesus. Shannon's back. Down. You all right there, buddy? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Just lower your pee-pee water? (laughs) (laughs) That was the best part of that little break. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, we talked about the movie The Marvels, uh, which is Captain Marvel 2, uh, and... uh, Captain Marvel and Friends uh, coming up. And the, the director, uh, Nia DaCosta, who just kicked ass with that Candyman movie, yes, I gotta she say. fucking did. So good, man. Yep. Uh, she's directing uh, The Marvels. And uh, this is what I like to see. She's, uh, she's familiar with the product. Uh, she, she, talk, she was talking with, uh, uh, doing an interview about Candyman, and they asked her about the Marvels, and they started talking about Marvel shit. And uh, she said, uh, something I like to say a bit flippantly about Captain America is that the snap is all his fault because yeah. he was trying to do his best, trying to do the right thing, there is a world in which he's a villain because at the end of the day, he should have just sacrificed Vision. I mean, honestly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you get right down to the root of it. It all comes back to Tony Stark because he fucking well, created Vision and Ultron and all that other shit. Well, so fuck Tony here, Stark. Here's, here's, her, here's her argument. All right, here's Stark. What, here's what she says. He chose one robot's life, albeit a sentient one, over literally the entire universe. That's a sort of anti-hero in that if you want to look at it through that lens, people would say, I'm crazy for thinking that way, but there's something connected to the journey of the anti-hero and the hero. Uh, The hero's pain is something that spurns them to martyr themselves. The anti-hero's pain is a thing that kind of starts their journey as opposed to ending it. Uh, Hmm. So interesting. It's also a very Steve thing, though. He put everything on the line to go save Bucky, too. So well, he also said we don't trade lives. I remember that it's line. Still, it's, it's still stupid, and they should have just killed say, the robot. Don't yeah, you? My no, husband doesn't change anything. Do not, but... do not besmirch Steve. He's <laughs> no. Steve's a perfect. Steve's a perfect baby. Yeah, I would never. <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed to Tony Stark. Tony can. <laughs> you guys. Dang. I know, hate right? you for Iron Man. I'm sorry, does Tony have America's ass? This no, is, I don't think so. This is the this is the staff Stark. writers of what if here. They all kill yeah, keep right. killing Tony in these Or not including him in the Guardians uh, of yay! the Multiverse. That's right. How are we not gonna kill Stark. Tony this week? <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, she talked about the Marvels, and uh, this will be good news for you, Rebecca, because yes, here's, she says, I want to know more about Captain Marvel. Who is she? What are her fears? What drives her? How do you actually deal with being the most powerful being in the universe? Uh, and she goes on to say, and it's kind of true, we didn't really get to know Carol in the origin movie. Not that we much. Did not. No. Because we she didn't know who this. she was either. You know, right. she didn't have a memory. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because you're going to have like Monaco Rambo, who's going to be like, you were a great figure in my early life, but like my mom's fucking gone now. Yeah. And like, but then you're also going to have Kamala Khan, who's going to be like, oh my God, I look up to you so much. So I think you're going to have like the two kind of ends of the spectrum where you have Monica who's like doesn't really respect Carol because like where the fuck was she? That's um, right. Yeah. But then you're going to have Kamala who's just like religiously obsessed with her. So Cuz she's a cuz she's a, a fan girl. Yeah. Cuz she's a fan girl. So I think you're going to have like that balancing act. Uh yeah. See uh, uh Carol spent the bulk of the movie not knowing who she was until the third act when she triumphantly became a full-on superhero with no real grounding to her home planet. Uh, Carol's presence in the larger universe and how she went on to become well-known hero has been alluded to in Infinity and Endgame, but in those films, she's really only there to show up at the last minute and fight before piecing out again. Yeah, because she's mostly out in space all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So Nia DaCosta wants to explore Carol a little bit more. Uh, She says that uh, superheroes should be complicated figures who often exist in morally gray areas. She points to uh, Batman and Superman and Magneto as examples of why characters are stronger when you integrate them beyond their idealized surfaces. In terms of the most successful heroes, no matter how much power you have, you never really have control over yourself. That's something you see in characters like Magneto, for example. His emotional life is... Because that's the way it's supposed to be said. He's not (laughs) neat. He's a magnet, all right? (laughs) I mean, he's right. Uh, I don't like it, but he's right. I hate it. When I just mo- call him dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, hate some- it. I, I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. That's something <laughs> that you see in characters like Magneto, for example. His emotional life is always going to overpower his actual power. So there's Nia DaCosta speaking out. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't seen that new Candyman movie, seriously. So good. It is I was, so good. I was talking with my boss the other day, and he's, what 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 Halloween movies do you guys like? And I was like, well, you got to see the new Candyman. And he had not watched it because he's such a fan of the original movie that he's like, I didn't want to see him screw it up. And I was like, oh, no, this is a love letter and in many ways Absolutely. a sequel to the original movie. So mm-hmm. go watch it. So the mm-hmm. text from him last night was, wee! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what are we consuming this week? I, I think we all saw Dune, right? I haven't watched yeah. it yet. I want yeah. to see it on the. I what want to see it on the big screen. I want to uh, see it on the big well, screen. Well, me and Rebecca saw it on the biggest screen in Utah. Yeah. Thanks for inviting <laughs> me, jerks. You know what, Tony? I actually thought about that. I was like, you know what? If I had thought about this further on in advance, I should have invited Tony, but I didn't because I'm a bad friend, and for that, thanks I for apologize. nothing. I'm sorry. Not so, accepted. I don't uh, apologize for nothing. <laughs> so what? It, what? It, Just no, kidding. I, I accept okay, the apology. So, now, Tony, did you finish the book? Oh, yeah, I read the book okay, all the way that's through. that's right. Now, Lee, who has also read the book all the way through. I've read all the books all the way all through. All of them? Oh, yeah, okay. Mul- multiple times. So for pedestrians like me who tried to read the book and gave up, uh, this is, the, I'll, I'll say it, this is the first time I really understood what was going on. They did yeah. an amazing job of not dumbing down 
but interpreting the material in a way that a pedestrian can follow. Because I, you know, during the David Lynch one, I kept going, huh? <laughs> well, the David the David Lynch movie was trying to put way too much material into one two hour movie, and yeah. that's kind of the brilliance of this is they took two and a half hours to tell half of the book. So yeah, you could you could get that. Did did they film the second part at the same time or no? no. To get, oh okay, it's completely you know dependent on performance. They're putting Zendaya to work at press conferences, and she's only there for like five minutes she's I understand a major that, part of the second story yeah the second yeah, part sure. is apparently going to be all her and she well she can do no wrong in my book i think she's amazing yeah. but yeah no she's phenomenal i just think it's funny that they're like really putting her to work so she's so lee every trailer multiple times too yeah. so lee you <laughs> yeah. liked you liked this movie i loved it i no. absolutely loved it i thought from from costume design sound music direction i thought I thought Timothy Chalamet was amazing, which I, yeah. I was not prepared for. Um, but the one that surprised me the most was Jason Momoa, like his yeah. huge beating heart. Duncan Idaho is an amazing character to begin with. He's he's like he's like if Han Solo was more of a good guy and would mm -hmm. kill for his friends. But everything about it, I thought, was so cool. And what I loved the most about it, and it was hard for Rachel because she's she. She falls asleep if you even say Dune. She just collapses. <laughs> and so she watched it, and she only dozed off for a minute, which is a really high praise for a movie with very little dialogue. Like, she's never finished Blade Runner. We've tried a dozen times. She just can't. She's, she's out cold. <laughs> yep, but she was able, movie. she really dug it, but she was like, I have a feeling there's a lot there that they didn't talk about. Like, they didn't talk about the AI war that made it so they don't have computers. They didn't talk about the fact that they didn't even show the guild navigators. They didn't talk about the fact that everybody's heavily adapted, modified, and mutated by Spice. And so these are all things that, if you don't know that going in, you're just going to have to take it at face value. And a lot of, I mean, even the first Dune movie, David Lynch pulled his name from the movie because the studio went in and shot a 15 minute. This is what this is about. These are the different houses. This is what the Quins, this is what the clans is about. This yeah. is what all this other shit is about. Well, and, and I saw someone post online, here's some homework that they gave you before the movie. There was a, right. there was a, a, a not a pamphlet. It was like a book. And it right. said, here are the, here are the terms and the things you need to know before you watch the movie. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Bug Hunter even <laughs> yeah. brings it up on the side is that they actually dove farther into the Sotokar in this movie than they ever did in the first book or two. The Sotokar are freaky. So having them, like, showing them with their blood right and their freaky-ass killer language, and they're a blood death cult that's worshipping the Emperor. But mm -hmm. Dune is where Warhammer 40,000 came from. Dune is where Star Wars came from. Uh -huh. Dune is the progenitor of so much modern science fiction. Between that and the first, the Valerian comic that ran in the '60s in France, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, and and Star Trek, I mean, that's that's the progenitors of all contemporary science fiction. So if we don't recognize Dune's place in all of this, and I think they did an amazing job of saying, "Here you go, this this is this," and I I actually think it's going to get people to read the book again and mm. and try to fill in the blanks, which is great because it's an amazing book. Right? Herbert was all about Frank Herbert was all about. Uh, resource um depletion he was all about uh colonization and i mean he was writing about this shit in the 60s and it's just landing now that we're starting to realize that our resources are gone and that we've destroyed native places and that's that's dune right yeah yeah uh liza in the chat room wants to know if the brian herbert books are worth it i liked them i liked them quite a bit but okay. They're co-written by, I think it's Paul J. Anderson, the guy that wrote the Rogue Squadron book. So they're 
they clip along pretty well and they they're we'll mostly see, they're mostly prequels to dune that's kind of what i mean that's kind of the the issue i had with dune as a whole was just the book plods but that was a style what, of writing back in the 60s like that mm-hmm. was just how it was he's and, also creating his own politics like tolkien created his own language and that yeah takes yeah, a book. yeah i understand yeah. that and and my distaste for doom i don't want to say dislike it's a distaste i just i understand everything it did i agree with what you said it's mm-hmm. the you know it is the foundation that modern science fiction is built upon and uh, i absolutely well, that, that nasmos uh, foundation all right well, so i mean obviously but it just it's it, the book wasn't for me you know all right yeah. so shannon and uh, rebecca not having read the book well no you read the book didn't you shannon i don't know nope no. Uh, what did what did what did you think, having not read the book? Uh, well, I thought oh, it was sorry. better than the first movie. Than the than the. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really liked it. I was pretty transfixed the whole time. We'll see. You know, it was just beautiful. That's yeah. the reason I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it for the Dennis Villanueva factor. You know, and, I I love his stuff and. and um, Dune, when its world building is good in the book, it's really good. That uh, part of it. Good ship porn. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was really fun to uh, take Rebecca out of the movie constantly. I'd already <laughs> seen it. This was my second movie. I know, but it was so funny. Like, every time they showed a shot of one of the amazingly good-looking people, they showed the shot, and I was sitting right next to Rebecca, and I was like, Hot. <laughs> my, my, my husband my husband did say oh would have been nice if shannon didn't talk the whole time oh <laughs> <laughs> sick burn sick uh, burn well uh, it was also it was me trying to keep jackson uh yeah engaged yeah, as well yeah, yeah. um but a, like i enjoyed yeah. it more the second time i think because i wasn't one pissed off like right. I was when I saw it the first time. Yeah, oh, that's, um, right. that's right. But I also had more of like an understanding because I went back and I listened to last podcast on the left. They have a whole podcast series about Dune. So I went back and I listened to that. So I kind of understood a little bit more what was happening. Um, hmm. Uh, it's I a just, two and a half uh, hour movie, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, Sue did not fall asleep, but she was not engaged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she just kind of let it happen. And uh, I would just say to Jason Momoa, Keep uh, keep clean shaven, buddy. God. Oh, you are I, in the minority, my friend. Unpopular right. opinion, <laughs> but I think he's. Be- I think he looks great without the beard. He it should. It was funny. My my yeah. wife was so like, put the beard back. Put the beard back now. Yeah. Beard yeah. Back. Put it back. Put it back. Put the beard on. That's also I, that's also that's all, that's so intentional to show the the voyage of Duncan Idaho. I mean, mm-hmm. he's such a great I do, character. I do. I want to see. I want to see a story about a space prince and his bodyguard. I want to see that movie. <laughs> I also loved Gurney Howe. Like he's such a fun character, and just seeing which um, one was he? Gurney was Josh Thanos. Brolin. Josh Brolin. Oh yes. Okay. Um, thank you. And and that character is just such a hard ass, and he's the best actor for that role. And Josh Brolin, he can play a hard ass so well. Yeah. Like, I, well, like I'm so, intimidated by him. What's so funny is that was Patrick Stewart's character in David Lynch's movie. So there's... who who played Sting in this one? Uh, Fade is a very minor character in the book, so they're doing him right. They only okay. made Fade a bigger character in the Lynch movie because it was Sting. Yeah. And okay. who was it in this one? No one. Oh. He wasn't he's, in yet. 
Yeah, I mean, it's more the the nephew, Rabin, uh, Batista's character, is more of a mover and shaker in House Harkon, and Fade is a pretty flamboyant boy that, you know, likes to knife fight. That's... I'll, uh, I'll say this, that I love their take on Baron Harkonnen. Yes. I thought yeah. That was terrific. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, recommendations all around for Dune. So mm-hmm. get on it, Tony. I will. I want. To, is it playing at IMAX? I want to see it on IMAX. Yeah, it's on, it's it's on IMAX. IMAX. Yeah. Okay, the nice. director would be very thrilled if he went and saw it at an IMAX. Uh, he would like I will that, do yes. that. All right, so who wants to begin with what we've consumed this week? We did Dune, so uh, what uh, What have you been uh, witnessing this week? Okay, Tony. Uh, see, season finale of Only Murders in the Building. Oh, so, yes. Ah, I need to show. catch up on that. It's all so bingeable happy. now on on Hulu, and what a fantastic first season. I was uh, so happy with that, yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to renew it for a second season, but they better. Oh, they better. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I read a thing that they're yes. planning a second season. It's awesome. coming back, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely back. loved that uh, show this season. Uh, I'm on episode five or six of Squid Game, <laughs> and... I'm taking that one really slow because I, I'm watching it in Korean and reading the subtitles, so I can mm-hmm. only watch it when I don't have anything else to do since I have to read the subtitles, so I can't have it on in the background in any sort of way. But uh, that's I'm, every episode, I'm like, ooh, this is getting, this is getting good. Mm-hmm. Love, loving that action. Uh, play Spooky Game this, this month. If you're into video games, I'm doing that. I'm playing The Medium. And, uh, hey, I played that. Up oh, to a point, and then I got it's distracted. Pretty creepy. It's, it's very it's, creepy. Yeah, I'm liking it. It's good. Tony, uh, so, can you and I play Phasmophobia? Sure. I don't even know what that is, but uh, ah, we'll that's do you're it. a ghost hunter. You're a ghost hunter, and you go into houses, and you can you hunt ghosts, and you have to identify <laughs> what the ghosts are. And if you have a VR headset, it's very fun in VR. Well, all right <laughs> then. Maybe we should do that. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm liking the medium, the medium, and uh, book club. Geek Show Book Clubs starting up for realsies. We've all read the first, right? We've all read Lee. Figure it out, Lee. I uh, lost. Out, Lee. Okay, because I do books, you know, books with paper. Guess what? The words are the don't words. Don't give us a whether hard they're time. digital. No, whether no, I'm saying, no. I'm saying, I'm saying because it's not. <laughs> I don't have the book digitally. I have the book physically, which means misplacing the book makes it really hard to read. You oh. have shelves like all there behind you. Oh, that, let's see a bunch of books. Thing. One of those has got to be uh, Neuromancer. I, no, there's, I a, think... there's, there's two more rooms full of books. <laughs> <laughs> I got about uh, halfway through chapter one, and I have to start it over because I am just like. No, it is a super, super dense read. It is. And that's why. So that's why I'm actually reading it. I'm not uh, listening to this one. I listened well, to our, it a couple of years ago, and and I I know I only got about a third of it. So our uh, our Patreons are dying for it. So uh, oh, don't forget, Geek Show got this covered is the link to get to our Patreon. Okay. Yep. So as soon as these two uh, actually, <laughs> you know, get the first chapter under their belt, I'm ready to go. I are, I rem- I remember the first chapter. Yeah, so. sure you do. <laughs> Yeah, right. he wakes yeah. up. He wakes up in a box and goes, "How do I get in this box?" <laughs> oh, see, there, okay. Now I don't need to read it. So yeah. now wow, we can do the like, thing. That was like that was like part of one of the pages in the first who's chapter. This, who's this girl? Why is she spooky? And oh, I best <laughs> I better take this job. All uh, right. Yeah. So Neuromancer, get on it. Okay. Who's next? It's gonna be book club. Uh, Lee. Uh, Dune, really good. Again, yeah. we can't talk about that. I I was dared to step outside my comfort zone on spooky movies because I don't like certain types of spooky movies. I don't like slashers. 
Um, I like supernatural horror, and I like ghost stories, and I like monsters, but I don't like, you know. So uh, we watched The Conjuring last week because that that kind of stuff, as a person who's (laughs) never had religion in his life ever, that kind of stuff is grossly entertaining to me because, oh, (laughs) look, you're spooked by the the not thing but uh yeah it was it was fun it was a lot of fun so uh, i'm gonna watch more of them i am actually afraid of annabelle so i'm excited to be scared of a doll Do you know she's what movie you should watch that's actually like very scary ouija mm-hmm. 2 not the first one the sequel to the first ouija movie okay it's very scary and annabelle has two of her own movies lee so that's know. that's awesome that's great but yeah the, the concert was interesting mostly because I know a bit about the couple that it's based off of, so seeing these these very Comments. sincere, very sincere yeah. con artists being portrayed <laughs> in such a positive light, and then you read about everybody who's interviewed them, like there are there are debunkers that have gone out and interviewed them in great detail, and they're like, they're very sweet, very sincere people who really believe their own bullshit. <laughs> um, Conjuring One and Conjuring Two are worth a watch. Personally, I think everything else in the Conjuring verse is not really worth watching. Oh yeah. So don't you... watch. Don't watch the Nanun. Fuck no, <laughs> no. And La La Llorona. I saw that after a dentist appointment, and I had the worst headache of my life. But there was like a row of eight-year-olds in front of us, and one of, of them decided to sit in the back row with us, and he. During the big fight, during the big climax where they finally get La Llorona, he goes, yeah, die, bitch. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I bet they were from my school. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else, Lee? That's it. All right. Uh, Oh, oh, sorry. Squid Game. Um, I did get to the end of that, and then I went through a guided tour of the lack of subtlety in translation from Korean and from people, Korean folks who had actually watched it and are saying, okay, you're missing so much of like the older female character and what her motivation is because you don't speak high, high context language like we do. And then getting into the subtleties of the actual long con and the deconstruction of the damages of capitalism on Korean culture over the last 60 years. So that was very, very interesting to read. All right. Uh, Who's next then? I'll go next. Uh, Rebecca? Okay. I didn't watch much. I watched Halloween Kills. Uh, <laughs> Michael Myers is a little OP in that one. <laughs> Always uh, has been. Take a drink every time they say evil dies tonight. Because um, it was a God. lot. You know, my favorite, like, when they uh, when they went after the guy from Mad TV that played Stuart, I was out. Don't! <laughs> Stop saying! Stop saying! Look what I can do! Stop stabbing me! (laughs) Stop stabbing me! So, yeah, the way I feel about Halloween Kills is I got it out of the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know know uh, Carrie liked this post that I put on Facebook. I was like, I'd just like to thank Michael Myers for uh, going and killing the stupidest people in the stupidest (laughs) fucking town ever. Literally, they got so cocky. They got so cocky there at the end, and I'm like, don't stop! Why are yeah. you stopping? They, you can't. They broke the most important his, rule. Yeah, if he's down, his, you don't turn your back on him. Double yeah. tap, motherfucker. Double tap. <laughs> Detach his head from his torso. That's so the only they, way. So you're to saying kill they, didn't, they didn't watch the first 27 movies? <laughs> yeah, that's no. So, no, that's so my my thing with that movie was it's like, all right, hey guys, Halloween. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we don't <laughs> trick or treat and have a big party. 
All these idiot time? kids. All these idiot kids. Yeah. Um, but here, but here's the thing. I, I was thinking that at first, but then after what we've all lived through, yeah, exactly. I've been like, I was like, okay, I could see it in real life. Uh, people mm-hmm. would be running right up to Michael Myers and go, "I won't live in fear." Yeah, <laughs> you know? my freedom. That's my freedom. Stabity, 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 stab, 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 stab. It did start with why you wearing a mask. What are you <laughs> What's yeah. up, Nancy? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yes. And then I'm not a Muppets person, but I watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion, and that was very fun. Delightful, uh, wasn't it? I, I'm having a hard time watching my favorites get old. You know, Will Arnett is looking old. Mm-hmm. And but they made him look older for that show. Too. Yeah, but the passage of time is really bumming me out, you know? <laughs> and then I watched Lula Rich. I can't wait till she's 50. <laughs> <laughs> Lula Rich. Watched Lula you Rich. watched Lula Rich. That's yeah. brutal. That is that brutal. Yeah, me and Jen watched so. that too. Crazy. That is that is brutal. So this family's got 80,000 kids. <laughs> yeah. And, and half of them are married to each other. <laughs> well, it's not that many, but like, right. my God, it was a lot. And that was your, that was your day... big takeaway was the kids of the show? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot yeah. more going on there. My, yeah. my takeaway was. People are obsessed with this ugly fucking clothes. <laughs> so I that shit was I, fucking ugly. I use this app called ThreadUp, um, which is it's a secondhand clothing store because I'm trying trying to be more sustainable or whatever. Drive by secondhand, um, but ThreadUp is the website, and I keep browsing through it, and they have so many like Lularoe things that they're trying to sell because what it is, it, like I've I've sold clothing through ThreadUp too, so it's people who have like just you know clothing that they're looking to get rid of they sell it through thread up and it's like consignment but there's so much lularoe on there and i'm like oh, yeah. stop just burn it just get sorry and said, just yeah. burn it it says and it only kind of smells icky <laughs> evil dies tonight burn all your lularoe that's right anything else uh you... that, that's, that's good shannon uh lots of family feud um sure <laughs> uh, uh uh this week on the mass singer carrie your good buddy, your one of your best friends, Rob Schneider. Oh. Rob Schneider was the hamster. Why did they even let him in? I mean, because he's <laughs> not vaccinated. I was well, say, he's not vaccinated. I was that was definitely not vaccinated. And, and, they, and he had to wear a mask. It's in the title. He had to wear a mask. <laughs> it's right there in the title. Uh, started watching C S E E. The Jason Momoa show where everybody's oh, blind. Is that oh, good? Yes. I, I've been meaning to take a it's, look at it's, that. It's got some great like action set pieces in it. Mm. But um, I think Jen is really getting sick of watching anything with me. <laughs> because like, is it because uh, you ruin everything? No, Ouch. because I no because I I because co- <laughs> you talk through it. No, because I comment on the shit that I think is hilarious. That's what you she know? just said. So you, you talk, talk through, through it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there going. They're all, they're, so they're all blind, right? And I'm like, how come their clothes all match? And then I'm like, I'm like, hey, how did G- how did Jason Momoa put his man butt in so good? I feel. Hey, how come their house looks so clean? I can't uh, imagine why she doesn't like watching it with you. It doesn't imagine. make any sense. Yeah. If only yeah. we knew. I don't care. I I don't care. I have to listen to kids talk all day. I get to talk sometimes. All right. Anything and, else? And uh, I did watch uh, uh, Haunted Mansion. 
Oh. The Muppets Haunted Mansion with some kids. They friggin' loved it. Of course they did. And uh, there was something else, but I can't remember. So All fuck right. it. Uh, I love <laughs> shows that talk about how they make movies and TV shows. So uh, I have two series to recommend that uh, I've quite enjoyed. Uh, of course, uh, Movies That Made Us has a new season, and there's five episodes. Four of them is about horror. So you get RoboCop, you get the second Alien movie, you get uh, Halloween, you get uh, Friday the 13th. And uh, then there is uh, another series called Eli Roth's History of Horror. I need to watch that. Which is just uh, him interviewing uh, directors and people who are in the movies and, and talking about it. And they pick a different subject every... It's in its third season. I didn't even realize wow. it had been oh. around that long. But it's all on AMC, so you can watch that uh, quite good. But oh, the thing- Carrie, I have huh. a video for you that I got to share. It's all it breaks down um, the scene in Spider Man Two where Doc Ock's arms are like tearing up the hospital room. It's an I it's love an that scene. Yeah, the, it's an analysis of that scene. I'm going to find it and send it to you. Oh, please. The, I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. you would the really most, like it. The most Sam Raimi scene in that Sam Raimi it movie. Was, yeah. It was so Sam Raimi. Everything about it was Sam Raimi. Yeah. Right down to. I, fi- you know. I find it for you. All right. Uh, but then uh, the show that I'm into now, and I've only watched two episodes of it, it's on Hulu. Uh, Sue and I are fans of uh, cele- some celebrity chefs, but we're, we're really fans of a guy named David Chang. Oh, God. I love that dude. He's the best, and uh, we've we've been to his restaurants, and uh, it just you know, so we're 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 fans already. But he's got a new series called "The Next Thing You Eat," and um, I know that uh, the whole restaurant business is kind of a sore subject for Lee, but he may want to watch the first episode of this one because it's talking about how automation mm-hmm. is going to destroy everything, pretty much ruin. The restaurant industry, everything, because because that's where they're going with it. Uh, Yeah, because it's there. Well, they can't hire anybody. (laughs) Well, no, but they can. There's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about the fact that they've applied for jobs at fast food restaurants and have been told, oh, or or not even contacted back. Well, there was a guy who did a whole experiment. He applied to like sixty plus places and and got like one interview. Yeah, yeah. And and each place was offering way less than what they've advertised. Exactly. They lure you in for fifteen, and then when they're like, oh, well, after six months you'll be at twelve, and after two years when you take an assistant manager position, it'll be fifteen. Automation is, and a lot of futurists have been talking about this, and there's a reason why we're pushing for universal of global income now mm-hmm. because automation with a planet with almost 8 billion people is going to put probably 40% of the workforce out of work in the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. We're talking transportation. We're talking about mail delivery. We're talking about all this shit. When your package is being delivered by a drone instead of a driver, mm-hmm. when your restaurant, you walk up to the kiosk and there are restaurants already doing this. There's mm-hmm. a place, uh, Molly in something downtown Salt Lake where you would place your order at a kiosk and then a human would bring it to you, but there will mm-hmm. come a point where your McDonald's is a kiosk. You push your buttons. Well, and no, they, ha- they already do that. Those in a lot of McDonald's. Okay, well, then they're farther along than I thought they would. But if oh. anybody <laughs> actually thinks your job is secure and you do anything oh. that is not horrifically specialized, nope. you are out of you work guys, in the next 20 years. You guys, uh, 30 years, I think uh, they're never, uh, teachers are done. Probably, Possibly. probably. They're, I mean, they're already they're already they're already teaching them through YouTube anyway. At least what I mean, they want them to know. I mean, this this first episode it started with them in Chang's kitchen during you know the the, the plague that we got going and talking about delivery, 
and how delivery has changed. And I didn't know this, but a lot of these delivery companies gouge. They're, they're, well, not just gouging, but they're using this information that they're getting from you and they're building their own kitchens. Yep. They're starting their own restaurants. Oh, like, like, so like Postmates and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, Postmates is starting their own restaurants because they've seen what people like. They know what's popular. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then there are these shadow kitchens that have opened. But the, but the most fascinating part that just my jaw hit the floor was he's he's with this robotics guy and he says uh and this you know chang called him an asshole he says this asshole thinks that that he, <laughs> he can he can figure out what i know and the robotics guy said yeah uh you know as far as like a steakhouse goes uh the thing about my robot is is that it can measure the amount of fat in the steak it can measure the temperature of the steak it can get you a perfect medium rare each and every time regardless of the cut and, uh, and, and Chang says, well, so what? That's like, what, 10, 15 years down the road? And he goes, oh, no, uh, that's I'm, in, no. I'm yep. installing them right now yep. in steakhouses. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, so, have been, I have been talking with some of the people that I work with. And, and the, the big concern here is that part of the mm -hmm. reason why we're seeing things collapse right now is because we, we've created a supply shortage for mm -hmm. essentials because all of this shit was built off of a population of 4 billion people, not eight. So yeah. we're woefully, our infrastructure is woefully incapable mm -hmm. of dealing with any of this. And then you have a population of 8 billion people in a world that is becoming fiercely automated. Yeah. So, And then the second episode is one that you should watch if you don't want to watch that first one because it's depressing. The second one is, is uh, it's about the future without meat. It's coming. Of course it is. I've been telling you that for 10 years. Yeah, it's coming. Well, <laughs> what going to do with we my can't, smoker? We can't feed 8 billion people with exactly. the meat industry. Well, exactly. that's the way it is right now. But but it's also back. the single most destructive environmental yeah. practice well, we have. Sure, sure. But I think uh, both, stuff okay. like vat-grown meat. No, and, no, no. Uh, you, Tony, I want meat, you to watch it. Meat and I substitute want... options like uh, Beyond Meat and things like that. But that's not meat. That's not me. You're that's right. what. Yeah. That's not, and that's that's why you should watch this, Tony, and you should watch this, Lee, and then I want you two to discuss it with each other. We're and I want to watch. Do it. I want to watch Patreon that segment. Yes. What's this show called again? It's called The Next Thing You Eat, hosted by it's, David Chang. It's on. It's Hulu. called. It's called Darth Meringue's Dark Place. <laughs> yeah. Meringue. <laughs> right. Oh, I, uh, I, what? One last thing for me. Um, if you are not caught up on what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. That's great. Get show. caught not, up. The, not, the, not last, caught the last two episodes are fucking amazing. Very we, good. Like, we like, were going to catch up on Shadows, but we had to finish Doom Patrol yeah. so they could say, what the fuck? All right. We need yeah. to catch up on that too. And, uh, and, and also, can I plug one thing? Quickly. Uh, I'm going to go upstairs later. Uh, uh, Egg got his $750. Oh, <laughs> the, the transformer that transforms op automatically. The Optimus Prime. Uh, with 20 different microchips in it. Wow. And, Where did uh, they find the chips? Yeah. Well, that's why they're all, all gone. <laughs> that's why they're all gone. They're and, in these. And uh, we're going we're gonna to film a, a demo video. Once I learn how to edit, it'll be mm -hmm. up on Patreon soon. Yeah. Nice. So it's, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, geekshowgotthiscovered.com. Uh, Tony, Yay. besides the Guardians of the Galaxy game, that's the only game that's out this that's week. That's the only right? one that matters, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, coming out uh, this week, we have that one, obviously, um, a bunch of early access games, which if you're not familiar with that term, it's basically uh, 
developers put their game up for sale before it's fully completed, kind of like in a beta state, and then you buy it early access and they guarantee you, you know, a full version of the game once it completely finishes and things like that. But you get to play it as it's developed. Darkest Dungeon 2, Forgive Me Father, The Unliving. I like Darkest Dungeon 2. Yeah, so that one's in early access now on PC. Um, And then uh, another game coming out called Riders Republic. Uh, this is a this is a big one if you're if you're into the n- nostalgic uh, real time strategy games. Age of Empires four coming out on the twenty eighth. Um, Fatal Frame, a new Fatal Frame game, Maiden of the Black Water. If you like taking scary pictures, and then uh, also this week a new Mario Party game, Mario Party Superstars on the Switch. Yay! All right, um, Carrie. A couple people are asking. In our chat, what service is that Chang show on? I think it's on Hulu. Okay. But it's called The Next Thing You Eat. All right. All right, Mr. B, if you would, please. All right. Hold on. Hey, Ham, can you just take out the fucking earring? That's just sad, and you look look fucking stupid. (laughs) 